everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. Today, we're joined by a guest in the studio, Macy Snowden. Hey, everyone. And she is one of our Institute students in the Watermark Institute is a 10-month seminary intensive raising up the next generation of church leaders. And in the second semester of this program, you spend a lot of time studying the book of Romans. Yep. A lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> Extensive yep. time. Extensive time. So in addition to Devo writers coming on this month, I'm going to be bringing several of our Institute students to share what they've been learning from the book of Romans. And Macy, part of why I wanted to bring you on for Romans 2 is because we've gotten to spend an extended amount of time together. I've heard your story. And so I was pretty confident, hopefully, we're about to find out, but I was pretty confident (laughs) that you'd have some really great and helpful observations to share with us. So the floor is yours. You read Romans 2. You've been studying it. What stood out? Right. Okay, great. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. You're so welcome. I'm super excited. Um, Romans 2, I love it so much because it relates a lot to my story, like you were saying. And right off the bat, Romans 2 verse 1 says, therefore, you have no excuse. Oh, man. So he's straight up calling them out right now. You have no excuse. Every one of you who judges for in passing judgment on another, you condemn yourself because you, the judge, practice the very same things. So I just, I hear some humor in that because he's like, thank you for having a moral standard. But by having this moral standard, you are showing that you also do not meet this moral standard. And so he's saying, just because you're a Jew, like just because you're a part of the people of Israel, this nation of Israel, does not excuse you from following the law. And so he's saying, I'm glad you have this moral standard. I'm not condemning you because you're judging and what you're judging, you're correct that it does not meet the mark, but you're failing to see that you also do not meet the mark. And in my Bible, if you turn your page, maybe on yours, it's just a little ways down. A few verses later, he's saying, but for those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth, but obey righteousness, there will be wrath and fury. There will be tribulation and distress for, keyword, every human being who does evil, the Jew first and also the Greek. And then in verse 10, it says, but glory and honor and peace for, again, keyword, everyone who does good, the Jew first and also the Greek, for God shows no partiality. So he's saying it doesn't matter what your upbringing is. It doesn't matter if you were raised in a really broken home or if you were raised in the church. There is a moral standard for everybody, and God shows no partiality no matter where you came from. That's so good, Macy. When we think about Romans, we've got the first three chapters where really in summary— That's Paul's whole point. It doesn't matter who you are. We're without excuse. And as we talked about yesterday, we've got chapter one, hey, the pagan Gentile. It doesn't matter if you've grown up in the most worldly culture. You are without excuse. You're a sinner. It doesn't matter if you're a moral man, if you're the moral man, the person who's said, I'm just going to follow the rules and do my best and hopefully that'll be enough. Your good deeds will never add up. And it doesn't matter if you're a Jew, if you've got that cultural heritage in the church you're still without excuse too. You're a sinner. So why specifically did does this chapter prick your heart differently? Where do you find yourself in it? Yeah, so this means a lot to me because growing up, I identified as the church kid and also kind of the moralist. So mm-hmm. someone who took a lot of pride in being an incredible rule follower. <laughs> I had no fun. Just kidding. My life was great. But I grew up 
super arrogant mm-hmm. thinking that God loved me more and I was an asset to the kingdom of heaven because I was in the church all the time and I followed the rules really well and I was doing all of these great things for the Lord that I thought was for the Lord, but all for the wrong reason. Um, so the reason I love this is because I think what's being said here is it doesn't matter who your parents are. It doesn't matter what house you grew up in. It doesn't matter if you had We're a, in Sunday school every yeah, Sunday as yeah, a kid. Yeah, exactly. It's saying that God shows no partiality, but that should motivate us instead of discouraging us saying, okay, I'm going to be humbled and other people are going to say, okay, I have a chance. You know, it is an even playing field for everybody. There's a moral standard that everybody falls short, but everyone has the chance to be reconciled to God through Jesus. Um, And what I love about this is something growing up that I was always told when I was little is, listen, just because you sit in a garage does not make you a car. Just because you go to church does not make you a Christian. And on that note, at the end of this chapter, those are all labels and things that we could be described as. It talks about something else that we could be marked by that could be confusing um, to to the to these times, to the culture these days. So Emma, tell us a little bit about the end of this chapter, what it's talking about being marked by something that may be confusing. Yeah. So when we read the end of Romans, as Macy and I were talking before this podcast, um, our friend Ben was like, hey, look at this uh, excerpt from a commentary. I found it really helpful. And we come across the word circumcision. And it's kind of funny, like two girls sitting here talking about Romans too. Uh, But Ben really helped us think through a way to explain this church word that we see in our Bibles a lot, but we kind of just skip over. And the commentary says this, in our day, cans and bottles have labels on them to indicate what's inside. Circumcision was a label and implied that the Jew was obedient to God. However, if he was not completely obedient, the label was not only worthless, but misleading. The contents of the can are more important than the label. Similarly, if a Gentile, someone who wasn't Jewish, was completely obedient to God, the absence of the label of circumcision was not of major consequence. The Jews had put more emphasis on the presence of the label than on the contents of the can. Paul's point was that disobedience brings condemnation and perfect obedience theoretically brings salvation, regardless of whether one's a Jew or a Gentile. But the reality is, as Romans 1 through 3 help us see, none of us can perfectly obey. We're not going to measure up. Those things aren't going to save us. Our religious upbringing isn't going to save us. The faith of our parents isn't going to save us. And our actions or, or decisions can't save us because we're, we're never going to get it all right. But the good news is it doesn't depend on us. And Paul's setting the stage to magnify the good news of Jesus and put that free gift of salvation on display that we receive not through our behavior or our performance or our label, but through faith. And that's all we've got time for today, but I'm so glad we're on this journey together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe, because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.